Genesis, Genesis chapter 13. Good to see our musician, how, how lovely you play. We enjoyed that this morning. God bless you. We thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was just a pleasure to hear that praise team. You did a wonderful job. Do you feel different now with hearing that? It's, see, you get to hear your voices projecting. You really get to feel that, you know, because when you got that tape on, it's so programmed. But when you sing it from your heart, that's a blessing. Amen. Genesis chapter 13. I want to look at verses 1 and then skip down to verse 9, the A part of the night verse. It reads, then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him to the south. Verse 9, is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. This morning I want to talk from the thought, lessons learned from Lot. Lessons we can learn from Lot. Repeat after me. Lessons, Lessons learned, learned from, Lot. from Lot. God bless you. You may be seated. Lessons learned from Lot. Uh, let me start by saying I am a firm believer that life is about living. And the more you learn, the better you can live. When you cease from learning, you really cease from living. Now, I don't mean physically because there's some older people who still haven't learned what they needed to learn. But you cease to enjoy life to its fullness when you cease learning. I've been telling children, all this, you need to read, you need to read, you need to learn stuff. The more information, the more you know, the more you can grow. Hmm? And I don't mean financially because, see, we've got it made up in our minds that if I know more, I'll have more money. But I'm just satisfied knowing that I know more. Amen. Because if I know more, even with a little money, I can do better. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. I say with a little money. See, because part of the problem is we want more money, but even with a little money, I can do a whole lot if I learn some things. Not only learning things, but then in preparing this message, the Lord shared with me, uh, Johnny, tell the people that there's always two things you can learn from everybody. Hear me good. There's always, I mean always, Brother Maurice, two things you can learn from everybody or anybody. Watch this, and you, you can attest to this. You can learn what to do and what not to do from anybody. Most of us, if we were honest about it, we learned what not to do better than what to do. And so it's about learning. And if you don't learn the lesson, I told you before, you will come on, repeat the class. Oh, boy, y'all kind of sleepy this morning. All right. All right. I'm going to pray for you. If you don't learn the lesson, you repeat the class. And I'm looking at some students that should be in the 12th grade and they're still in kindergarten. Watch this. And it's self-imposed ignorance because it's just like some children. You go to school, but you don't want to learn nothing. I'm going because I got to get out of the. If you haven't grown spiritually from where you were last year to this year, something's wrong. Either you're being kept back or you haven't realized that you don't know what you think you know. But there are lessons we can learn from Lot this morning. A lot of valuable lessons we can learn. First of all, let me tell you a little bit about Lot the person. Lot is the son of Haran. He is also uh, the nephew of Abram. Abram is Haran's brother. Terah is Abram's and Haran's father. 
And so we've got Lot who sees his grandfather and his father and his uncle go through various situations in life that he should have learned already. Now, come on, you, you, got, you got to wake up and get this because you're going to miss it. If you're not off, I promise you're going to miss it. And next week, you're going to wonder, well, now, why I didn't learn? Okay, let me go a little further. Some of you right now wish there were some things you would have learned a whole, yes. a lot longer, yes. longer when you were uh, you're younger, huh? Right. There's some things you wish, boy, if I would have learned this a long time ago. Hmm? You're regretting right now some decisions you made because you didn't learn. And there were people, if you're honest about it, there were people who told you, don't do it. Come on now. Oh, boy, I wish I had one witness. There were people who said, don't do that, baby. I love you. Don't do that. And you say it like we all say, I know what I'm doing. I don't need nobody tell me what to do. I'm grown. Okay, then act like it. Watch this. So we see Lot, the person is simply uh, a descendant from Terah. Hmm? That's his grandfather. And now we've got to understand who Lot the person is. We need to understand his personality. Because there's a difference between the person and his personality. I'll prove it to you. You try to raise your children the best you can. They get out in public and act a fool, and you wonder if that's still your... You right, you right. See, because there's a difference between the person and his personality. You brought up from a good home or you may be brought up from a home where you don't have a lot, but you're taught values and morals and you go outside and live and act like a fool. It's not the fault of the parent. It's the fault of the child. Even if you're grown because you made up your mind, you want to do what you want to do. That's your personality. Now, here's a working definition a lot. Now, I got to give you a working definition, uh, Drea, because if I don't give you a working definition, you won't be able to understand either you have been lot. Hmm. Or you have some lots in your life. Wow. Now, if you be honest, you will get what you need to get from the message. But ask yourself, am I that person? Or do I know somebody like that? Here it is. Lot is somebody or a person that you're connected to, be a family member or a friend, who's connected to you as a person but not to your purpose. And if you're not careful, they will cause problems. Oh, boy, I'll say that again. I said Lot is a person that's connected to you, whether it be a family member or a friend, that will watch. Not connected to your purpose, but will cause you problems if you're not careful. Huh? Anybody got any lots? So what? That's your brother, your sister. So what? That's your homeboy, your homegirl. They may be connected, but they're not connected to your purpose. And if you understand that, you'll know when it's time to tell them this is your stop. Hmm? You need to get off the bus here because if you don't, you'll be carrying around people. And some of us are guilty. That's why you look the way you look now, because you got people in your life. You know, God told you to get rid of, but you keep compromising. And when you're compromising, you always lose. I don't care how much you like them. It ain't about you liking them. Love them enough to let them go. Huh? You know, the old ad, if you love something, set it free. If it's for you to come back, some stuff I don't want to come back. Now, that's me. Some stuff, some people, I don't want them to ever come back. Ooh, look how y'all looking. Ooh, that's huh? No, it's the truth. Watch, and if you think about people in your life you've dealt with, there's some things that happen, you're dealing with that person, you don't want to ever deal with that again. So that means you've got to let them go. Now, understand again, Lot is a person that's connected to you, whether it be a family member or a friend, but they're not connected to your purpose. And if you're not careful, they'll create problems. 
And so we got a lot here as an example. He is our main subject uh, for this particular text. Now, now that we've seen his personality, I've got to give you the context of what's going on here. Look at uh, chapter 13, verse 1. First word is, Dan Abram went up from Egypt. Now, we can't just jump in at then because we need to know what happened. Hmm? That's how you mess up reading a story, somebody telling you a story if they don't give you the context. They're just talking about, then he did this. Who is then? What happened then? See, and a lot of us, that's our, uh-oh. That's how I messed up in the church. You get half the story. You don't know everything that happened and you're spreading it. And you've got to make up your mind and say, listen, if you're going to tell me, tell me the whole story. Because I don't want to go on presumption or presuming. Huh? How many people are incarcerated today? Because somebody presumed, huh? Somebody told them something that wasn't true and they ran with it. Or they didn't even know the whole story. Come on, many of you now I'm looking at you guilty of running with half the story. Well, he said, what caused him to say that? See, before you can talk about why a person acts the way they act, you've got to understand what that person is dealing with. Tell you all the time, don't just let people approach you with a whole bunch of stuff. First of all, you need to find out what's going on and ask yourself, why are they bringing it to me? So it says that then Abram. Now, Abram went from Egypt, went up from Egypt. That lets us know right on the surface, if he went up from Egypt, then he must have been, oh boy, I hope I got somebody listening. He was down. First point I need you to understand is, whenever you go outside of God's will, it will keep you down. Come here, Jonah, tell him what happened. Yeah, I tried to run away from God, I, I didn't want to go to Nineveh, and I ended up down in a big fish. Come on, some of you are down right now because you know you're outside God's will and you keep trying to rationalize it. You will never rise until you understand you're where you're not supposed to be. First thing we see here about Lot is that he's a person, he's connected, but not to my purpose. And you've got to understand that family members love him. But if they ain't connected to your purpose, it's only so far they can go. Friends, love him. Be good buddies with them. That's fine. But you've got to understand your purpose. Watch this. And your purpose and mine is different. So if I'm compromising by bringing you along, guess what? I'm compromising my purpose. And some of you will never get to be all that God wants you to be because you're compromising your purpose. Watch what happens here. It says, then he went up from Egypt. He, watch this, and his wife and all that he had and lot with him to the south. So why is he going up from Egypt? Well, let me give you a little context here. What has happened is Abram in chapter 12 gets a one-on-one -on -one audience with God. Now, that in itself is mind-blowing yes, to me. Yes. God, for no reason, the Bible doesn't give us any indication, God, for no reason, simply starts talking to Abram. And he tells him, Abram, I will bless your name. I will make you a great nation. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. All you've got to do, listen to the requirements. Uh-oh, this is for somebody. Here's the requirements if you, make, if you want to get all that God has for you. Watch what he tells him. Leave your father. Leave your family. Leave your country. Mm. Some things in life, brothers and sisters, you've got to leave. Because God has some other stuff for you. Okay, I'll put it where you can get it. If you would have stayed with that first boyfriend you ever had, that first girlfriend you ever had, if you would have just stayed with her, this my boo, we gonna get married. You said that too. You know you said that when you were young. Me and Tina sitting in a tree, all that, huh? 
Uh, and, you thought, and you thought that would be it. Until you realize, huh? Something's got to change. Watch this. And some of us are guilty of still living, holding on to that. Who you used to date. Worst thing, brothers and sisters, if you're in a relationship, married or dating, worst thing you could ever do is compare that person you with ooh, to that person you used to be with. Because then the thing is, you simply let the other person know that you're with, that you haven't let that go. And watch this. You can't hold two things at the same time. You're going to be divided. And some of you so confused, got high blood pressure and stressed out and threatening a stroke and all this stuff because you're trying to hold on two things. Watch this. Your two things may not even be people. Your two things may be possessions. Huh? My car, my house. Which one I'm going to let go? Well, I got to keep the house because everybody like the house. They think it's so nice and people are impressed. And I got a nice house. That means I'm a nice person. I got to keep the car because when I roll on the set, I need my people to know that I'm doing good. You struggling. To keep two things, watch this, and neither one of them can keep you. Now, I have a witness. You're struggling to keep two things, and neither one of them things care nothing about you. Here, 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 here's the problem we got. Here's the problem we got. So what Abram does, he leaves his father. He's on the journey. Watch this. God told him, go, and you'll know when you get there. Just go. And he goes, and he ends up in Canaan. Watch this, which is the promised place. But in the promised place where God has for him to be, there comes a famine in the land, which I want you to understand. You can be in God's will. That don't mean won't be no trouble. I don't know who lied and told you that, but it's a lie. And if you bring them to me, I'll tell them they're lying. Inside God's will does not erase you from trouble. It does not eradicate pain. You still going to have trials and tribulations, but I got somebody to go through it with. So if I got to go through stuff, come on, get it in your head. If I got to suffer, let me suffer in God's will. Because if I suffer in God's will, I'm not suffering by myself. And just like he lets me get in, he knows when to pull me out. Now, when you get yourself in there, you're wondering, now, how long is this going to take? And watch. If you get yourself in, you're not in God's will, you get yourself in and you get out, you still haven't learned what you needed to learn, you will go right back in it. And I'm looking at some of you, that's why you're in the state you're in now, whether it's financial or family, you got yourself in that hole. That wasn't God's will for you to get three flat screen TVs. That wasn't God's will for you to get you a new outfit every weekend. I'm trying to look good for the Lord. God don't care about how you look, he's looking at your heart. Too many of us spend time on the outside. God says, I need to know what's in you. So Abram leaves. He tells him the requirements of this. Leave your family. Leave your friends. Leave your country. He leaves, he goes to Canaan, the famine comes. So watch this. Just like many of us, when trouble comes, the first thing we want to do is run. All kind of quiet. I'm going to need a, a little sip of water on this one. <laughs> First thing we do when trouble comes, we run. And I don't necessarily mean physically. You run to the phone. You got to call somebody. You, want, you run to your resources, somebody you think can bring you through it. Huh? Oh, well, I'm going to call my boy. I know he got a little paper. I'll be able to come through if he. Huh? I'm going to call my girl. She always talking about what she got. And I know she got it because I see how good she be looking. Only to discover 
They're in debt trying to keep up that appearance. All right, that's a little tight. So we got this going on with Abraham. He's in Canaan. Trouble comes. He goes to Egypt. Now watch what he does. I'm just painting a picture. We haven't even gotten to it yet. Here's the picture. He's running, leaving the place God told him, this is where you need to be. All right, got anybody there? But you said there's too much trouble here. If you want me to be here, why am I in trouble? Why is there a famine in the promised land? And so you go to Egypt. He knows he's going outside of God's will. And here's the way you know. Because you always got to hide some stuff. He tells his wife, baby, and you find this wine. Ooh, baby, wow. You so fine. You look so good. I need you to do me a favor. When we get into Egypt, you've got to make sure you tell these people that you're not my wife. You, no, don't you do that. You see how he's compromising? Watch this. Outside of God's will, now you've got to start telling lies. You know you're doing wrong. I got any witnesses? Right now, that's why you better keep looking straight. You're going to give yourself away. You know right now what you're doing is wrong. You know you're doing wrong because you got to hide it. Anything you got to hide to do, it ain't right to do. I'll say that again. I need the CD on this one. Anything you have to hide to do is not right for you to do. Now, you can rationalize it and say, well, Pastor, I don't agree. Fine. Stay in that state. He gets his wife and he tells her, baby, you've got to lie because watch this. They're going to kill me if they find out you my wife. So he goes and tries to work this plan. And lo and behold, it, it becomes a disaster. It fails. Wife goes and they see the government officials and the people are so impressed with how good she looks. They take her to Pharaoh and Pharaoh says, mm, I might have to wife her. She might have to be my wifey. Hmm. Only to discover God sent some plagues to the land in Pharaoh's area where Pharaoh is. Pharaoh said, oh, wait a minute. Sidebar right here. Let me just I just saw this in the spirit. Watch this. Some of you dealing with people you ain't supposed to because ever since you met him, ain't nothing but trouble been happening. Oh, no, you're going to dismiss it. Oh, well, that ain't me. OK, you just lied to yourself. Think about the people you deal with. And ask yourself this question. Has my life been made the better because I know this person? Now, I ain't say if we had a good time because you could have good times with all kinds of people. And please don't misconstrue a good time for a good person. Has my life been made the better by Nequita? Has my life been made the better by my homeboy, Leonard? I mean, I know she got money. She got a nice car and we go to the club and hang out. Oh, she got a good business deal and she turned me on to people and I'm getting a little money. We're we doing some business. But has my life been made the better? Better does not mean more money. That's right. That's right. Because you know more money, more problems. Huh? And some of y'all think right now, well, Pastor, I love to have them problems. No, you don't. No, come on, be honest. No, you don't. Because then you start to trust in money. But we'll talk more about that later. So he goes there. He lies. Uh, uh, the Lord sends plagues to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said, wait a minute, something wrong here, something wrong, something wrong. Then he brings Abram and he said, hey, Doc, wait a minute. Why you didn't tell me that was your wife? Why you? Watch this. But God in his favor and his mercy, watch what he does. He allows Pharaoh to get Abram out. He tells Abram, get out, take your wife and take all your stuff. You missed it. Pharaoh could have killed all of them right there. 
but because God has a plan for the man life. Amen. Come on, I'm talking to somebody here. You were places you shouldn't have been, stuff you know should have happened to you, happened to other people, and God said, I spared your life because I got a plan for your life, and you need to get this thing straight. What he does, he says, Doc, you got to go. You, your wife, your cows, your, your donkeys, camels, whatever you got, your dog, your cat, everybody's got to go. Get them out of here. And so he leaves. Now, lest we forget, who is with him when all this is happening? Parents, be careful how you live before your children. Because children only copy what they see. Oh, yeah, you got to be careful. I, and I wonder that when I see children at the morning, God forbid, I know it's going to happen to me one day. I know I see it coming with my grandson. They're in the mall, and she's just spanking a child, just spanking a child. Watched it. Oh, I know I'm right about it. And then you walk along with your kind, innocent, no children self and say, oh, why is she whipping little man like that? He go, what? He wants some attention. And you just came and made things, huh? He leaves. Tells him, get out of here, and Lot is there the whole time. Now, what do you think Lot is thinking? Watch this. Abram, man called by God, which lets us know this. Brothers and sisters, everybody's got faults. Abram was called by God, spoke directly to him, and told him all the blessings he was going to get. And here he's still messed up, which lets us know, I know better than you are. I told you we're all on the same level. No, 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 no. Get this in your head. We're all on the same level. I heard Pastor Claude cuss. We're all on the same level. Now, that ain't no excuse. That's just the truth. And see, I don't want nobody to preach to me that's up here. I need somebody who can relate. There are times I go off. There are times I don't feel like reading my Bible. There are times I don't feel like praying. But it's not about me. You know where we mess up that? We think the other way. Well, I'm going through something. I ain't coming to church today. It's just so hard what I'm going through. And pastor going to be preaching all oh, that's fine. But, you know, I just need a time to rest and get my thoughts together. Collect myself. I don't want to go in a church or house and brainwash this. You get spiritual. All that evilness in me. You know, my spirit, my spirit is vexing. I don't want to bring that in the house of the Lord. Because if I bring that in the house of the Lord, you know, spirits transfer. And if I get too close, what's on me may get on them. And now I disrupt the whole church. So I'll just stay home by myself. And then I'll let misery stay on me because I don't want to bring that to church. And one week becomes two weeks, becomes three weeks, becomes one month, becomes six months, becomes a whole year. And now you don't even go to church. That devil is a lie. When I'm in trouble, I'm running to the church house. I'm waiting on pastor to get in so I can get in. Pastor, come on, now. Open, open, come on now. Open this door. Let me. Well, brother, sister, I ain't going to be here. I could open it. That's fine. Just open it. I get before the altar. I got to have no musician. I just put my hands on all this. Lord, huh? See, now you know why some of you can't relate? Because it's never got that tight yet. But trust me, keep living. Just keep living. Just keep living. You may be on a flowery bed of ease now, but there is a road filled with thistles and thorns and bumps and cracks and bruises and there's big cracks in the road and you will fall. I just told you a couple of weeks ago, he who thinks he stands, let him pray. 
And I think some of us have been spoiled by this modern world. Watch this. We got so much technology. People don't even take time to read. I'll see the movie. Buy me the video. I'll iPod it. You know, podcast. Do whatever. I just ain't got time for reading no Bible. Put it on CD. I'll listen to it. And nothing wrong with that, but that's the easy way out. Some of you right now, when you pray, you don't even get on your knees. Lord, I need you. Oh, Lord, I need you. I need you, Lord. Oh, Lord, protect me. Keep me. Well, Pastor, what's wrong with that? Here's, Here's what's wrong with that. I bet you any amount of money you want that when problems hit you hard enough, you will pull that car on the side of the freeway. You will tell the boss, excuse me, I need a break. You will tell the husband, baby, please don't bother me now. Do something for the kids. Take them out to McDonald's or whatever. I've got to get along with the Lord. And you get in that closet and I promise you, you're going to go down. You know why? Because now it's serious. Now it's important. Don't wait till it get that bad. Start doing it right now. Abram goes. Oh, I know. I'm looking at some of you now. You can't remember the last time you prayed. And I ain't talking about over your food. If I call some of you up here right now and say, come on, pray for us. Uh, oh, uh, e, um, woo. Lord, Lord, help us all in Jesus' name. You know how I can tell what you do in private? It should manifest in the public. Well, I don't really know how to pray. You know how to ask for money. You know how to ask for what you want. Prayer is communication. You talk and you listen. Watch what happens. So Lot's there with him. Lot sees all this going on. And then we get down to chapter 13. And now the trouble starts. Here is point number one. I had to give you that. I really need you to understand it. Point number one. Here's the first lesson you will learn from Lot. There will always be problems. Uh Uh-oh. When you take people you shouldn't have, you create problems you wouldn't have. Oh, I need that, Doc. I need that. Lady Clark, when you take people you shouldn't have, you're going to create problems you wouldn't have. All of this stuff is happening because he shouldn't have took Lot with him, nephew or not, brother, mama, sister or not. If God speaks something into your life and tells you to do it, you better do it. Don't look for no confirmation. Don't look for no association. Just do it. Think you need confirmation about everything. Lord, I pray that you bless me with a man. Then a girl called you on the phone and said, girl, I got this man, won't meet you. Thank you, Jesus. That ain't no confirmation. You always looking for confirmation. Here's your confirmation. Watch this. Sisters, brothers, dating or want to date. The Bible says, be ye not yoked to non-believers. Now, non-believer can be a good looking non-believer. Could be a fine, a rich non-believer. The Bible says, don't be yoked, don't be connected, don't be attached. But pastor, I don't care how they look, how they make you feel. Huh? Feelings got you where you at now. <laughs> oh boy, it's tight, but it's right. First problem comes because he takes somebody he shouldn't have taken. And now he's got problems he wouldn't have had. Look at verse 5. Chapter 13, verse 5. Lot also went with Abram and flocks, had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together. 
for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. <laughs> now, on the surface, just reading that on the surface, that don't seem like no big deal, huh? Everybody got money. We got to just go our different ways. No, 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 no. See, Abram didn't realize he had a problem with his lot. Remember, we said lot. As a person that you're connected to, be a family or friend, but that's not connected to your purpose, but if not careful, will always bring you problems. On the surface, don't seem like no big deal. I got money, I got money, I got paper, you got paper, everybody got paper. No, 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 no. Watch, 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 listen carefully. We never hear anything about trouble breaking out until Lot gets some money like his uncle. <laughs> you missed it. Here you go. Most I'm willing to bet 80% of the problem with members in your family is due to money. Whether you owe them, they owe you, it's a money problem. And oh, don't forget the times when you had it and it didn't. Never heard nothing about Lot getting in no trouble until money pops in a situation. Come on, some of you are not speaking to family members right now. Friends right now don't care if they die. Be honest about it. Don't care if they die right now. They owe me some money, been owing me some money, and I don't care where they go. And then you think that sounds cute. Two things you don't do. You don't mess with my family and don't mess with my money. Ain't nothing cute about that. What you going to do if I do? You going to kill me. Now, what does that do for you? Trouble comes. <laughs> Trouble comes now because he's got his nephew. Nephew. Mm -hmm. You got money. Could you imagine? Lot was just following Abraham. Had no problem going wherever he's going because I ain't got no money. Uh-oh, I'm a prank. I'll get your business. I ain't got no money where you want to go to the store. I'll go to the store with you. Where you want to go? You want to help clean the yard? I'll clean the yard for you. Huh? You want me to come at your job and fold some papers? Yeah, I come fold some papers. Oh, but wait. I got some money. Come for what? Who you think I am? They forget if it hadn't been for you showing them how to do some stuff. Oh, okay. I, got, I know why you're quiet because you're guilty. <laughs> I know why you're quiet because you're guilty. There's some people you ducking and dodging right now. You owe a whole lot of money to them, And you pray at why they don't come while you're in church. Oh, Lord, please don't let them. Oh, not in church. Don't come on. D, could you keep a little lookout in case somebody comes? Watch it. You know him. He got a blue Escalade and, you know, he's sitting on them things. And I really, ooh. Pastor, could I have a little meeting with you before you get in your office and prepare to preach? I got this woman who is uh, on my back about some dividends. And I, uh. She's got a black Lexus, and I really hope that you can have one of the deacons just kind of stand out. And they don't even have to come tell me. Just stand by the door, because I'll sit on the end. So all I got to do is do this. <laughs> and do we have a back door here? Because I want to be. Oh, no, no. I got to make you laugh, because this is a serious matter. People will kill you behind their money. And now these are two godly men. Ooh. You mean church folk? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Church folk will go at it. Mess with my money. Pastor, back up. You might get hit. Why don't you back up? God bless you. Love you. But back up. Now, what you say in church about my money? How dare you confront somebody about money when you robbing God? 
It's tight, but it's right. No, Pastor, you don't understand. You don't know how good I've been to them. You don't understand. Every time they needed a ride, I gave them a ride. Never charged them gas money. No, Pastor, you don't understand. I brought them to lunch. Pastor, you don't understand. When their children needed shoes, I helped them get them children some school clothes. Pastor, you don't understand. Yes, I understand. That's the same thing God says to you. You don't understand how. Please don't make me. You don't understand how good I've been. I wake you up every day. You don't even tell me good morning. You don't even read my love letter to you and you wondering why nobody love you. I love you. I wrote a whole book to tell you I love you. And you wonder why people treat you the way. They treat you that way because you treat me bad. And I'll keep letting them treat you bad till you get it in your mind. Stop trusting people. Stop trusting me. Always a problem. There will always, I mean, always be a problem. When you take people you shouldn't have, you're going to bring problems you wouldn't have. You know right now you're dealing with some problems. And it's so bad, you, they've been with you so long, you're trying to, Pastor, help me because I, I don't know how to tell them. Oh, then you say these words I really hate. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're hindering me from reaching my destiny, my purpose in God, and I'm so concerned about your feelings that I allow you to limit my purpose God has for me by taking you with me? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, boo-boo, but this can't happen. No. No. And listen, let them get mad. That's the problem. You're too concerned about their feelings, and guess what? They ain't concerned about yours. How I know that? Because they keep asking, keep leeching on to you. Where we going today? What you mean we? We going to ride out there today? Yeah, I don't have nothing to do. I come for that ride. You got some gas? No, I got no gas, but I mean you need somebody. I don't need nobody to ride with me. Now, if you got something on the gas, I might let you ride. First thing we see, there's a problem. Happens between Lot and Abram because of all of this. The Bible says, watch this. Now, strife broke out. Here's an interesting thing. Strife broke out between Lot's herdsmen and Abram's herdsmen. Put it where you can get it. Let's say Lot and Abram are the bosses. Ooh. And the herdsmen are the employees. Do you not realize whatever problems your employees cause on the job is going to ultimately affect, affect the employer? Here's a sidebar. Those of you who have businesses, be careful who you hire. Because people with attitude problems will create profit problems. Now that's for free. People that have attitude problems on your job working for you will create profit problems. And you wonder why your business can't grow. Look at the girl you got doing nails. Look at the guy you got answering the phone. Look at the person you got changing tires. Look at that joke over there flipping burgers. Their attitude is bad. And it's like cancer. It'll spread. You ever been to a restaurant? And the person, yeah, can I take your order? I, I say, now you got attitude. And I promise you, if you're smart, you ain't going back. I don't care how good the food is. Because bad service don't change good food. Neither does it make me want it. I'll just find somewhere else that, because there's plenty of places that serve food. That's why you need people who are connected to your purpose, who concern is that we all do good. Watch it. it. It breaks out. Strife breaks out. Look what verse 7 says. Strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. 
Now, why does the Bible, after that sentence, says the Canaanites and the parasites dwelt in the land? What does that have to do with the fight breaking out between yeah, them? Well, it's got a whole lot. Because even though you where God wants you to be, there's some stuff in that place that you've got to fight for to get. Yes. And there's people there who don't care nothing about you yes. or your family or your friend. And they love for y'all to fight. It's just something they love. Okay, let me prove it to you. You ever seen people you know getting along bad? And you weren't too particular about either one of them. And you just rooting for both of them to lay each other out. <laughs> get it. Get out. Hit him. Ooh, hit him. Ooh. Because your success is based on their failure. Mm -hmm. There are people who plan to see you fail. That's right, sir. That's they have purpose in their heart to see you fail. How do you know that? Here's a way you can always identify. They can always talk negative about something or somebody you're associated to. And I pray God never let me be around you and somebody talking negative about this church and you listening. Do you realize what that says about you going to let somebody say negative stuff about the person that's feeding your soul? What kind of person are you? You let them tell you that. What kind of person are you? You gonna let you, I'm gonna let you tell me something negative about the place I go, give my money, give my time, and I'm gonna agree with you? Who are you? What you got going? And watch this, your life is so empty that you gotta talk about what's over there. Watch this. Even if they know some stuff, uh oh. You've got to say, you know what? That's their problem. Truth be told, all of us got it. Why don't you tell them, well, yeah, you know, I got some skeletons, too. You ain't exempt from no trouble. And the more you lift other people's trouble up, the more yours will stay right where they're at. Fight breaks out. All of this because he got somebody with him he shouldn't have. Now, watch this. So the first thing we see that there's a problem. Whenever you take people with you that you shouldn't, you're going to have problems that you wouldn't. You agree with that? Well, you ain't got to agree. It's the truth. All right. Now, watch this. Watch this. They're up there talking. You've got to remember stuff God told you. Do you think Abraham has forgot that God made him some promises? Do you think he didn't forgot that? Oh, no, he ain't forgot it. That's why he went back to the place he shouldn't have left. And now I got my kinfolk with me and they're acting a fool. Now, tell me if I'm right or wrong. Don't it really hurt you where you try to be nice to your family? You try to expose... You try to expose them to stuff they ain't never had. And then they embarrass you with their ignorance. And then the worst thing about it, they don't want you to tell them that they're being ignorant. Take them to a fine restaurant and they got several different forks and spoons. That means, obviously, obviously, come on. And I ain't no etiquette master. Obviously, if there are several forks, knives, and spoons, then there must be one for a particular function. They don't all do the same thing. You up there trying to cut the bread with a steak knife. And I'm trying to tell you, and you say, well, it don't matter as long as I eat it. You know what? You're being ignorant right now. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I know you ain't going to tell them that because you value their friendship too much. And watch this. Watch this. The Canaanites, ooh, thank you, Jesus. I just got it. The Canaanites and the parasites are people at the restaurant that see y'all acting a fool. Yeah. <laughs> watch this. And they say stuff that you say stuff about people. Now, ain't that ignorant? Look at that. Now, see. Watch the, and it caused you to get on the person you with. Don't you ever. No, don't you ever. Long as you, don't you ever make yeah. me look. That's the way it goes. And Lot 
has caused so much confusion that people are sitting there looking at them. The Canaanites and Parasites, they were there before you. You know, that's how we say, now here come this new business on the block. Now what they going to do? Long as we've been here doing nails and doing hair and uh, changing flats and flipping burgers, now they're going to come with their own business. Just wait. It ain't going to last. And they all, hey, you know what you do? You prove them right. Now, wait a minute. If I'm going to do the burgers, don't tell me how to do them. If I'm going to change flat tires, wait, I'll change it as fast as I want to. You just do your part. So we got, watch this, flat tires but good burgers. How are they going to drive to the plate? See, but ignorant people don't see that. They're just looking at themselves. And so it breaks out. Here's the second thing. There's always a problem. Number two, you've got to be willing, regardless of what the problem is, be willing to offer a proposal. Watch what he does right here, right here in the text, right here in the text. Look what he says. He says, verse 8, so Abram said to Lot, regardless of who started it, you be willing to resolve it. Now, Abraham could have said, Sister Tracy, wait a minute, nephew, we got to talk. Lot, we got to talk about this living situation because it ain't working out. Now, I don't want to have to hurt you because, you know, you're just my little nephew. I really don't want. <laughs> oh, y'all don't do that. Y'all say, no, well. Now, if you don't make me hurt you behind my money. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you'd feel that one right there. Now, if you, look, don't, mama, no mama, dad, yeah, me and your daddy brothers, but that ain't got nothing to do with this here. Don't make me hurt you behind my money. But he doesn't say that. He doesn't say, you know what? Lot, you bought the ignorantest person I know. I should have left you back with. Man, you come here with all, everything was going good. I helped you get your little money, and now you don't know how to act. No. Watch this. Abram is the mature person. Listen what he says to him. Watch. Let's listen to, let's eavesdrop on the conversation. Verse 8. So Abram said to Lot, listen to the words. Please. Yeah, that's the first part of the proposal. You got to be willing to make a plea. Now, I'm going to tell you why right now that just wiped out half the room. Because some of you are too prideful. I ain't saying please to nobody. He shouldn't have came. I'm, I'm, We're going to argue and fight over this land. I ain't saying please to nobody. But no, Abram is mature. He says, listen, please. See, he's offering to, he's working to him. He says, please, let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and yours, for we are brethren. Come on, let me, let me bring you to the scene. They're arguing, right? Lot don't want to hear it, but watch how you kill. And it's true. Big Mama told us this, and it's true. You kill more bees, you catch more bees with honey than you do with a, with a swatter. Huh? Watch that. Look how sweet he put the honey on him. Please, don't let there be no strife between my people and your people, between you and me. Yeah. Watch, here's the killer right here. We family. family. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I enjoy that Bible. Look what he said. <laughs> Come on, nephew, we family. Let, let me help you understand it. Remember, I was there when your daddy died. I was, I was in Iran when your daddy died. You was there for, when, for me when my daddy, your grandfather died. We were there. Look at all we got now. We got more than we ever have. We family, bro. Let's not have no beef. Please. Now, he's the older, mature one. He could have heard him, but he says maturity is working on resolution instead of confrontation. You ain't mature if they hit you, you hit them back. That don't take no energy. That don't prove how big you are. That show how ignorant you are. Wait a minute. 
said, bro, we ain't got to have no beef. That's what he says. You choose where you want to go. And wherever you want to go, I'll go the opposite way. Now, that's maturity there. Yeah, see, you can't do that, though, because you, you ain't ready to grow like that. No, Lord Jesus. Lord, Lot just going to have to suffer. Watch this. Or you'll say, that's between them and their men. Let the men fight. Let them fight it out. I don't care. Longer, that ain't got nothing to do with me. But Abraham knows if, if it's the people that work for me fighting, it's me fighting. Because they represent me. That's why you tell your children, look, don't you leave this house acting no. Don't you leave here acting no fool. And of course, they're going to go out and do it. And then you got to tap that B word. You should. Huh? Look what he says to him. He said, don't let them be no strife. Come on. I'm, I'm pleading with you. Watch this. First thing in a proposal, you got to make a plea. Here's the second thing. Ooh, I don't know if I should give you this. When there's a problem, you make a proposal. That proposal is two parts. First, it's a plea. Then it involves a price. Watch this. Here's the price. Verse 9, he says, is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. Please get out of my face. Okay, you feel it. Somebody getting on your nerve, and you know you can hurt them. You say, please, please, please don't take me there. <laughs> Some of my incarcerated brothers told me the story, you know. Say, bro, please, man, I just got out, bro. Please. <laughs> say, bro, I just did 10 years. Doc. Please, don't bring me there, man, please. Huh, why? That don't make you weak. That make you wise because you're trying to let them know I'm trying not to hurt you. Please. Okay, get a little closer. Parents. You told them, children, do not touch the muffins once they come out the oven. They're hot. I will give them to you when I'm ready. And one of your children going to be bold enough to say, Mama, can we get them now? I just Here's that word. Please don't. Please don't make Mama. I'm, I'm trying to be nice. You know we normally don't have desserts with food. Please don't. I'm trying to be nice. You usually have buttered bread for dessert. You better. Please. Huh? And he says, please separate. Watch. Here's the price. Here's the price. He was willing to let Lot pick. Here's the price. Lot picked the best land. And if you're trying to deal with your problem and you want to walk in God's will, you got to be willing to let some stuff go. Even if that means it's going to cost you. Yeah. I'd rather pay now yeah. to be able to enjoy some stuff later. That's, right. That's why some of us are so bad with money. We want to enjoy it now instead of thinking about down the road. Right now is temporary. Right now is crazy. Because what you realize, those of you who go in clothing store, you'll pay a lot for it now. And a few weeks later, it'll... You want instant gratification. That's why you stuck with the people you stuck with. They make you feel good right now. But what about down the road? How are you going to help me to get into God's will? I need to be where God wants me to be. I've got to let you go. Yes. He says, it's not the whole land before. Please, please separate from me. You take the left, I'll go to the right. You go to the right, I'll go to the left. Do you realize... To get rid of some lots in your life, you got to be willing to pay a price. That means, watch this. Leroy, I love you. But I'm not going to compromise God's will for my life. 
So if you want to leave, I will raise these four kids by myself. You want to leave? So be it. Tina, you can go. You know I don't know much about raising kids, but I will risk it. I will risk it all because I got to stay in God's will. Yes. And you don't. And so bye bye, baby. Bye bye. Hmm. I'm not going to hold you back and I'm really not going to let you. Hmm. But you've got to be willing to pay the price because you want to be in God's will. Yes. That means, partner, we can't work that business deal. I know there's some underhanded stuff going on and the money looks good. The money on the table looks good and I can really come up. But right now where I am in my life with Christ, I can't afford to compromise. So if that means I'm going to lose the money I put in it, so be it. Watch this, because I don't know if you know this. Money is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. That's for free. I said money is a beautiful servant, but a terrible master. Work with it. Help people. Don't let it work on you. That's why we all up in the world now, because we let money control everything. I ain't got none. So what? I'm going to say. You learn your best lesson about money when you ain't got none. <laughs> I know I'm right about it. When you ain't got no money, what stuff you be saying? Boy, when I get me some money, I'm not going to do this no more. Huh? And then some of us get it and fall right back into that trap. I'm right back into that trap. So watch what happens. You got to be willing to pay a price. You've got to be willing to say, I'm going to let you go. I, I know it's going to cost me some stuff. That means you got to say, you know what? Even if I lose some friends. Now watch, be careful. Because when you talk about losing friends, your friends may cause you to lose other friends. Because you know that so-called friend, when you and them get into it, guess what? They're telling somebody. Yeah, don't fool with her. I used to be friends with her, let me tell you now. And that person don't know nothing about you, but you let that other person get into your head. Listen, if there's something bad about them, let me find out for myself. They may just deal bad with you because they don't like you. That don't mean they don't like me. Let me discover some stuff for myself because I know how to choose friends because I know how to be a friend. Yeah, I got to lose some friends. So what? Yeah, I got to raise these kids. So what? Yeah, I got to catch the bus to work. You want to leave me? Take the car. Take it. Take the note that come along with it. Because I wasn't born with no car. That's what mom used to Wasn't born with no car. And I know how to catch the bus. Huh? I used the Chevrolet. Shovel one and lay the other down. I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep it moving. Pay the price. Be willing to lose some friends. Be willing to lose some money. Be willing to go without because. Watch this. You know what Abram's thinking? Lord, I got to let you go. I got to let you go because God has promised me some stuff. He promised me. Oh, boy, I feel it right there. He promised me that he would make my name great. He promised me that he would bless me. He promised me that he would uh, bless the uh, nations through my name. He made me some promises. And because I got some promises, I don't care about you, what you got to do, how you feel about me, what you going to say about me. I'm standing on the promises of God. Oh, you didn't get that. I said, I'm standing on the promises of God. Here's the problem. Some of you standing on people. Some of you standing on who the next president going to be. Some of you standing on family. Some of you standing on finances. But I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises of Christ my King. Through eternal ages, let his praises ring. Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing. 
I'm standing on the promises of God. Check yourself. What you standing on? Because whatever you're standing on is limited. See, I can stand on this sister, but guess what? She's going to get tired. Huh? I can stand on this brother. So what here, man? He's going to get tired. I can stand on the chair, and it'll hold me, but that ain't the purpose of this chair. Oh, but if I stand on the promises. Oh, but if I stand on the promises. People can leave. I'm standing on the promises. Money can come. I'm standing on the promises. Talk about me. I'm standing on the promises. See, the problem is you don't know what the promises are. God's word is his will and testament. Yeah. Let me help you. Stories told about a lady who didn't have much money. And she didn't know that she had family members that were wealthy. One of her family members died that was extremely wealthy. And she got a letter in the mail saying the reading of the will will be done in such and such a time and such and such a place. Well, because she didn't really know the relative, she had to go to the library and find out what last will and testament means. So she took her last money, she would have rode the bus to go to work to catch the bus to go to the library to find out what it is. When she read what it was, she borrowed some money from some people to get on the bus to go to the place. She gets to the place and she's sitting there and everybody in the room is looking good. Three-piece suits, ladies with St. John and Gucci and Prada on, everybody smelling good, beautiful cars outside, and as she walks to the door, she see all the cars and she see how beautiful manicured the lawn is, and she just walks by and says, mm-hmm. my God. Ooh. She gets in there, and it's so crowded, everybody with money. She sits to the back of the room, and the man begins to read the will. He says, to thus, thus, and so, so much money is left. To this person, that person, a house is left. To this, this, and this, that's left. Then, she calls the, then he calls the lady name, Mary Elizabeth we have right here, last will and testament. Mr. Jones says he leaves you absolutely everything he has ever owned, all investments that he's ever had, all his contacts all over the world. You are now set for the rest of your life. The woman gets up, goes to the bathroom, and just breaks down crying. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. She walks out the bathroom, and as she walks, people start shaking her hand. And she's wondering, why is everybody shaking her hand? When she comes through the house and walks, on a, walks past the manicure lawn, people start moving their cars out the way. And so she's wondering. So she gets to the gate to walk out, and the gatekeeper says, she says, gatekeeper, why are they acting like that? And the gatekeeper says, because all those people worked for him. Every person that was in there works for him. So by right, everything that they have is a result of you. You can cause them to lose it or to keep it. That's why they're being nice to you. All because she was willing to hear the reading of the will. Where are you this morning? And you, you ain't never read the will. You ain't never read it. You, ain't never, you don't know what promises are in there. That's why you're trusting in the wrong stuff. Listen, when I know how much God loves me, you can hate me. Fine. You can leave me. Fine. Long as I got Jesus, I don't need nobody else. I got some promises in here, and I hold on to these promises 